It's great to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners who have tuned in to study once again from God's Word. What a blessing to be able to do this on a daily basis, open up the Bible, look at it in depth and in detail, try to understand those deeper meanings, and yet explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for each of our daily lives, and not to have to fear any kind of persecution for doing so. Not to have to worry about anybody stepping in and saying, you can't teach that or you can't teach this. No, just open up the Bible, complete freedom, and just share all of those rich truths and teachings and promises, instructions, corrections, and even sometimes rebukes and chastisements. But all of them there, put there by the hand of God for our good, for our best opportunity to live life to the fullest in this world and with the hope and expectation of eternity with God in heaven for all time thereafter. We're just so thankful to be able to be here and study daily with you right from God's word. And we pray that as we study together, your knowledge of God's word is growing and strengthening and that your faith is getting deeper and deeper and that as a result, you're coming closer to God and ultimately you're going to come to him his way for forgiveness and salvation through his son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Good to be back today with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. This is another great time to come together and to open up God's word with all of our listeners and try to come to a deeper understanding of his will for our lives. And you're so right, Gary. The things that God has recorded for us in his word are designed for our benefit. As sinful mankind, we have the opportunity through the instruction that God has given us to be forgiven of our sins and to look forward to an eternal home with him, with Christ, and with all of the saved throughout eternity. And certainly for anyone who professes Christ as their Lord and Savior, that should be the ultimate goal. Above everything else, we want to get to heaven. If we fail to do that, then we indeed have failed in this life. So our blessing, our prayers, our hopes are with all of you listening to us today. We thank you for tuning in, and we pray that your life is going to be blessed and encouraged through the time we spend in God's Word. Amen. And, you know, we've said before that about the best thing we can do for people in this program is to teach them more fully God's Word. Yeah, that's exactly right, Gary. You know, it's kind of like the old saying where if uh, someone teaches someone how to fish, they're really doing a good thing for them because they're not maybe providing a meal immediately, but they're giving them the information they need to continue to have those meals as their life goes on. Exactly right. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. We want to help people understand right now, but we also want to give them the opportunity, and we want to equip them to be able on their own to further study God's Word and learn more and more and more of those rich teachings and truths. That's exactly the case, and certainly we do pray that God will bless the efforts we put forth in that regard. Amen. Now, Dennis, we're going to get into a new study today. We're going to talk about some sure things. We like that idea, don't we? Yeah, we really do. Sure things, not possibilities, not even probabilities, and certainly mm -hmm. not just wishes and dreams and hopes mm -hmm. and aspirations, 
but some sure things. Yes, perhaps as one of the old commercials used to tell us, we want a piece of the rock, you know, something that's solid, something that's unmoving and unyielding. Something we can be confident in. Yes, we can count on it. Hang our hats on it, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Not have any doubts. Exactly. Well, some of these things, when we're going to get into them, they may not be things that we really want to be so sure about. <laughs> That's true. But they're sure things nonetheless. Yes. You know, there's an old saying that states that the only things that you can be sure of are paying, paying taxes and dying. Mm, we've probably all heard that. Yes. Well, in this life, there might be a lot of truth to that particular old adage you know, but we are a security-conscious culture. Mm -hmm. We want to be sure of things as much so as possible. And so we buy all kinds of insurance policies. Now, oh, if you we think, do. Yeah, if you think about what that word insurance means, mm -hmm. well, look right there in the middle is basically <laughs> that word sure. Yes, yes. And actually, I do work for an insurance company, uh, a company that handles workers' compensation insurance for people who get injured on the job. And the basic premise of insurance is that someone is paying a premium to a company and they are taking the risk from that individual and they're covering any losses that might occur. The insurance company is. The insurance company is. Yes. And that is the sure part of it that you mentioned. Yes. So the policy holder can be sure that if something happens to him, in your case, he loses his job mm -hmm. under certain circumstances, he can be sure that there will still be some compensation coming in. That's correct. And we strive to safeguard our future through pension plans and social security and, and, uh, and social security and investments of various kinds and annuities and 40ks and uh, 401ks. I'm sorry, and mm -hmm. on and on and on. Yes, and again, that that goes back to what you said just a few moments ago. We are very security-minded and oriented in our culture. Yes. And when we get into the insurance policies, Dennis, you know, you've talked about workman's compensation. Well, mm -hmm. of course, there's life insurance mm -hmm. and health insurance and car insurance and homeowner's insurance and mm -hmm. flood insurance and I had some catastrophic loss, perhaps, insurance and disability mm -hmm. insurance. And there's probably a whole bunch of others that I'm not thinking of right now. Oh, yes. Uh, there's a myriad of ways we can insure ourselves, our lives, our possessions, so forth. Yes, yes. And, and all of those things are really good. Sure they are. Because, again, they're an attempt to provide some degree of security mm -hmm. in this particular world, in this life that we're living here. And we like to be sure about things. Yeah, to some extent it gives us a peace of mind. Yes, yes. But you know, in spite of our precautions and our hedging, we still tend to be uncertain and even skeptical at times yes. about what the future holds. We do. Are there really any sure things in life or anything that in this life we can look forward to with absolute certainty, knowing it for sure? Hmm. Well, there are. And that's actually the point of this particular series of lessons. We're going to be exploring some of those. Yes, some things we can be 
sure of. Mm -hmm. Now, as I said, some of these things, some of our listeners may not find much comfort in the certainty of these particular matters. That's true. Nonetheless, they are things that we need to be aware of because they are sure things. Mm -hmm. And we can be absolutely sure about them coming to be. Yes. And as a result of being absolutely sure, then that should give us the motivation to be forewarned and then prepared for these sure things. Yes, and again, as we said in the introductory remarks to this, uh, remarks to this program, God has recorded particular things in his word for our benefit. Some of those are to keep us on the straight and narrow path. Again, there, there may be things we don't want to hear, we don't want to listen to, they may sound negative, but God knows if we follow them, it's for our good. It really is. Now, let's think about just the idea here of responsibility for the way we live our lives mm. from a spiritual perspective. Yes. In Numbers chapter 32, in verse 23, we read a statement that bears a little ex explanation and yet the statement itself is pretty stark in its warning. There we read, but if you do not do so, then take note, you have sinned against the Lord and be sure your sin will find you out. Be sure your sins will find you out. Mm -hmm. Now, the setting for this, and here's the little bit of explanation that this bears giving. The setting for this is the nation of Israel is poised on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Mm -hmm. They're about to cross the Jordan and begin their conquest and possession of the promised land. Right. Now, Jericho will be the first stop, and there's mm -hmm. going to be a battle there. Mm -hmm. And we know the story about the walls of Jericho falling down. Mm -hmm. And incidentally, for any skeptical listeners, that really did happen. <laughs> yes, it did. Exactly the way that it's laid out in Scripture. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the tribes were, were poised, as I said, on the eastern bank of the Jordan River. Mm -hmm. And they were about to cross that river. Now, the Scripture account tells us they actually crossed it on dry ground. Right. That God parted the waters of the river mm -hmm. and allowed them to cross on dry ground, similar to the way he did that at the Red Sea when they yes. were fleeing Egypt. Mm -hmm. There were two tribes that wanted to receive their inheritance on the eastern side of the Jordan River. That's correct. They thought that that particular land was conducive. It, was, it would, would be a blessing for them in their pursuits, what they wanted to do. And so they posed to Moses, let us keep this as our inheritance. And we'll still cross the river with the rest of, our, of, of the other tribes, mm -hmm. our brothers and sisters, we'll help them fight their battles so that mm -hmm. they can possess the land and take their inheritance, mm -hmm. the promise from God, on that side of the Jordan. But yes. let us stay here once right. the battles are over. Mm -hmm. And Moses thought that was a pretty good proposal. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, that's okay then. If you will cross the river and fight the battles as God has planned for you to do, mm -hmm. then you can stay on afterward. You can come back to this side and possess this side of the river as your inheritance. 
basically you're part of the promised land. Yes. And that will be wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, and there's the warning, if you do not do so, you've sinned against the Lord. Mm-hmm. And be sure, be sure your sins will find you out. Yes, that's exactly right. There was a condition. It's much like for any of us today who become a Christian, there is a condition. We have to remain faithful. The two tribes that Moses was addressing had to remain faithful to the promise that they had made. Yes. Now, Moses warns them, and they understood the warning. Mm -hmm. Your sins will find you out. The principle, now again, this was a specific context, specific uh, application, but the principle is just as valid today. Certainly. For all mankind. Yes, it is. If you think you're going to be able to pull one over on God, you're going to do something in the cover of darkness or behind some closed door, and God's not going to know about your sin. Now, understand you're sinning against the Lord because ultimately all sins are against God. Mm -hmm. And be sure your sins will find you out if you do not repent of them. That's exactly right. Well, let's turn to Psalm 139. And this is a great text that tells us, basically, there's no hiding from God. How about reading, beginning with verse 1 and reading down through verse 6? O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. In this particular part of the text, what we're picking up here is that God knows everything about us. Yes. There is no hiding anything that we do even anything we think from God. That's exactly the case. Now, the next six verses go on and tell us that there's also nowhere we can go to escape God's presence and vision. How about reading those for us? Beginning in verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you. So once again, there's no hiding from God. Nothing that we do is going to be not seen by him first. Mm -hmm. And even nothing that we think is going to be unknown to him. 
And then if we think we can run away somewhere Mm -hmm. and we can get under the cover of darkness, behind closed doors, run to some far away enough place, there's no place we can go except God is already there. Mm -hmm. He knows where we are Mm -hmm. and he sees what we're doing. Absolutely. God is Mm -hmm. all-knowing, all-seeing. We call this his technical terms, his omniscience. Yes, that's correct. All-knowing, all-seeing. God basically is everywhere. Now, that's omnipresence, Mm -hmm. and that might cover that, also cover that area, uh, that that second six verses of the psalm where he says, no place I can go to hide from you. Yes, that's right. Now, really, Dennis, there should be no place that we would want to go to hide from God. No, we really shouldn't. Unless we're guilty of sin. Exactly. And we don't want to repent of it. Yes. A lot of people don't want to let go of their sins. Unfortunate, but I'm afraid that's exactly the case. The psalmist says, there's nothing I can do that is so tucked away in secrecy Mm -hmm. that God doesn't know about it. Correct. Then he goes on and says, there's no place I can go to escape God's presence. Mm -hmm. God knows everything about us, everything we do, and as the psalmist points out, even our thoughts. Right. He knows every place we go, every place we are, and everything we're doing as we do it. Mm -hmm. Omniscient, omnipresent. That's right. Always knows, always sees, is everywhere at the same time, all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, that really points to the magnificence of God as well. Boy, it sure does. It's it's hard for us to to really grasp or comprehend a being such as God. And I don't think we can fully do it. We simply have to trust in what he tells us in his word and then walk in faith. Yes, yes. Now, there's another psalm that, that speaks to this same point, and it gets a little bit more specific, perhaps, as to our sins. Psalm 90, verses 7 and 8. What do we read there? For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. Our secret sins. Mm-hmm. Dennis, I suspect we all have secret sins. I don't think there's any question about that. There are things that we have done that we don't want anybody else to know about. Exactly right. And it would be embarrassing to us, mm-hmm. unsettling, if somebody found out about some of those things that we've done in our past. Yes. Now, we may have repented of them already and sought God's forgiveness for them. And if that's the case, then they're forgiven and forgotten by God. Completely. If we have done that properly. Mm -hmm. But we still wouldn't want anybody else to know about it. That's right. But now, the person who has not yet done that, Mm -hmm. not come to repentance, not properly sought God's forgiveness for their sins, Mm -hmm. any sin and all sins, then the psalmist says, those things are known to God. Yes. Even our secret sins Mm -hmm. are open before his eyes. That's right. That really ought to give us pause to think before we act. It should. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 13. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. 
Boy, that's a pretty stark way to put it. That's very unmistakable, yes. All things are naked and open to him. Mm -hmm. In other words, we don't hide anything from God. Yes, and I like that first phrase, no creature is hidden from his sight. Yes, yes, no creature. Mm -hmm. And that certainly would include us. Does, in fact, yes. We are part of his creation. Yes. We are among the creatures that he has created. And I don't mean that in any kind of demeaning mm -hmm. way. We're, that's just the fact of the matter. Yes. We're not hidden from him. We cannot hide from him. No. And nothing that we do is unknown to him. That's right. Again, understanding that truth ought to warn us and motivate us to make sure that we don't do anything that we wish God did not know or could not see. Mm -hmm. Let's look at one more here, and this tells us of the certainty of our having to answer for our sins that we have not repented of and properly sought forgiveness for. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Boy, according to what he has done, whether good or bad, mm -hmm. all the things done in the body. Mm -hmm. Now, by intimation, that means also all the things that we haven't done that we should have done. Certainly it does. While we've lived in this life. Yes. Now, we're not talking about things that we've done that we should not have done, that we've repented of and properly sought forgiveness for. Again, mm -hmm. as we just noted, those things are forgotten by God. They're forgiven. Mm -hmm. But those things that we have done that have been sinful, that have been unrighteous, mm -hmm. evil, wicked, unfaithful before God, then those things, if we have not repented of them and properly sought God's forgiveness for them, then they are naked and open before his eyes. That's true. And we're going to have to give account for them mm -hmm. at that final day of judgment. Yes, we will. And there'll be no hiding from that day. No, not at all. No avoiding it. No. It's going to happen. It will, yes. So in our study, the first point that we need to become absolutely certain of, one of those sure things, we can be sure that our sins will find us out. Mm -hmm. No question about it. We cannot live in sin and then hope that somehow God doesn't notice. He not only notices, he knows and it grieves him and he's going to hold us accountable. Well, we're going to stop here, come back and pick up at this point next time and continue in the study of some sure things. We hope that you have been stimulated to think deeper about your personal life spiritually and that you would like to make sure that you don't have to worry about anything at the day of judgment, that you can look forward to it with absolute certainty of your salvation. We would love to send you that free Bible study through which you can learn how to be certain, how you can be sure on that day. Why don't you contact us right now and ask for that free study?